You must be 18 or older to listen to this podcast. When I snap my fingers, I want you to sit down on this big fucking tent pole, and I want you to sit down all the way. Matt and Ouija. No hesitation. You get that thing lined up with that butthole, and you sit straight down all the way. That's right. It's time for the big gay sex show with the two big studs themselves. You know what I want. Now give it to me. Give it to him, guys. And here now they are. Matt and Ouija. Sit. You just sit all the way fucking down on him. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sit. Hey, Matt. Hey, Ouija. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm on my way from Texas to go shoot a short film over in Atlanta. I just found your show today because uh, I needed something to keep me occupied with the long hours on the road. Um, so I left Texas a good Christian boy, and I'm landing in Atlanta uh, pretty perverted. Uh, super funny. Love the show. Um, actually love the Halloween. I'm obsessed with horror and love the throwbacks to the horror movies you guys made. Um, funny thing, L.A. Zombie that y'all talked about was actually the first film I worked on. So to hear y'all mention that was like a blast from the past and something to lift me up during my long-ass drive. So excited for future episodes. Thank you guys for keeping me company and uh, talk soon. La 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 la. Ringing the bells and my La 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 la. Up your butt. Jesus is coming. So Santa. Wonder if they're together. Well. <laughs> anyway, hey, welcome to the uh, Big Gay Sex Show of Daddy Ears. The holidays editions. Yay! Thank and, you, Mike. Uh, yeah. Mike, we'd like to travel with you anywhere you go. Um, thank you for calling in. We would like to be on location with you. We would like to uh, deliver some Christmas packages. We would like to direct you to your knees. No. Destination. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thanks for calling in, Mike. Um, we, we love it that you're uh, utilizing us for... Your long distance trips, and yeah. how cool is it that he was in that he was on worked of, on? Yeah, yeah. The, the LA, LA zombies. That was fucking awesome. Zombie, zombies, zombie. Okay, we don't want hey. to do royalties. Hey. Oh, <laughs> so oh anyways, well. Welcome to the holidays, folks. Yeah, is it? Does it feel like it's wishing by? And or are you? It, you, you, it, you. I've got you so good. much going on this month. <laughs> it is it is flying by. Yeah. The whole year's flown by. Barely able to get your tricks in or any treats. Oh wait, that's the wrong month. Yeah. You're, so. you're you're still two months back. You got too many packages to unwrap. All right. <laughs> packages should always be unwrapped, folks. Mm-hmm. Save the paper. Save the underwear. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I at what age do you, I've noticed like several people that I know that go, go from ah it's all good to like oh save the paper I'm like how did you change in one year me oh I tell you no I, I remember that was hard, part of the big thing growing up is that a lot of times the packages hmm. the 
the uh, rapping mm-hmm. was better. Mm-hmm. Was a cooler experience than what was inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like how many fucking slinkies can you get when you're? Yeah. You know? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> am I the only one that like used to tr- use them as cock rings? Like try to get everything in there and then like look like a uh, National Geographic uh, <laughs> magazine. Oh, try to give it like an extended neck. It's pretty cool. What? Oh my god! No, uh, you know that tribe that like uses like all the yes, rings to, like elongate their. their ne- well, so is my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I would no. I was just thinking that my yeah, slinkies were like too big at that time. Not if you try to get your balls in there too. Okay, what age were you doing this? Oh God, I was like twelve. The minute I could like get. Okay, well that makes more sense because I mean I got my first slinky when I was like a little kid, so I was like, that's kind of. Going to some weird territory. <laughs> Fuck the slinky. Right. Yeah, but did they ever go down the steps for you? You know, actually, I was never in a house that had steps. Uh, see, I grew up in, in a farmhouse, and we had, like, a lot of steps. Hmm. But it would get down, like, five of them and then stop. It was like, you suck! I think you got to have, like, serious momentum. Yeah. <laughs> and, at that, and at that level, you know, I mean, oof. Yeah, well, it got serious momentum when I picked it up and threw it down the rest of the steps. That's right. Yeah. Damn slinkies. Fucking thing. Actually, if you think back on all the weird toys that we had growing up. Pick up sticks. Oh, which one was the light bright? Light bright. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't get a light bright when I was a kid. I did have an Etch-A-Sketch. I didn't have a light bright either because my mom's like, that's too many pieces. It's going to be all over the place. I don't know why I didn't have a light bright, but... I wouldn't have enjoyed it anyway. I did have a spirograph. Mm. You remember those things? Mm. Where For anyone that doesn't know, because some of you may be way too young, although they still <laughs> have them, uh, it was like a plastic circle, with, and then you got a plastic circle within a circle that had the holes in the circle, and you put the pen in it, and then you spun it around, and it made yep, and had all the gears designs on it, so and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. And actually, that was pretty cool. And I have one of those fashion things. But it wasn't, like, a fashion, because there was a girl version. Okay, so it was, like, you had plates. Like, you could put three different plates in a, a, a picture and then put a piece of paper over it and then have, like, a crayon and you rub it, and then it would create an outline, and then you could color the oh. inside the outline. Only there was one for girls that had, like, you know, the Barbies and shit like that. And then there was one for the boys that I don't remember what the fuck it had. Probably some Disney characters. Huh. Um, and I had one of those, but I mean, hmm. you know, you have like three designs. How many freaking times can you, oh, <laughs> you know, color the same damn thing? Yep. So uh, that was kind of cool. Yeah. I did have um, a Bionic Man doll, Steve Austin. Mm. I loved that doll. Well, most of Christmas I loved that doll, but then when I got him alone... I ripped off his clothes, and seeing that there was absolutely nothing of interest underneath, ah. I popped his head off. <laughs> and well, there you go, folks. You know that if you ever get with Matthew, yeah, and you don't have exactly what he wants, he's going to pop, pop that pop head, head off. off and carry it around in my pocket, especially if it <laughs> oh has... Oh, my God. You're much like Dahmer. Dahmer did in his <laughs> Oh, my days. gosh. He didn't do that. He, he didn't have a big enough child. pocket. Uh, but it had a little... Um, 
uh, in the eye, it had like a bionic eye, ah, so it had like a little magnifying glass. Yep. So, you look so I would it. carry the head around and look at the magnifying glass for the mm. eye. Yeah. So that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of creepy actually. But you know what? He didn't have anything else of interest for me. Nope. But he had a flat. The real guy did though. I loved that show. Mm. I didn't understand why it made me tingle, but it sure did. It sure did. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, hey, welcome to Big Gay Sex Show, The Daddy Years, the twice-a-month podcast that tells you everything you ever wanted to know about gay sex. And everything you still don't. I'm Matt. We're going to tell you. And I'm Ouija, the naughtiest not-taker in all of the Omegaverse. Yes. They're back in full force. The Christmas Omegaverse. Dun-dun-dun. Omega? What the hell are you talking about? The Omegaverse. Omegaverse? What is that? Well, you know, you got the Alphaverse and the... You got the Alphas and the, um, the oh, Betas. And the right. Omegas. The one that's like, we don't run with the pack. Oh, we're our own independent. Labels oh my god! Cans. Oh my god, I'm a, I'm a male werewolf, but I got knocked up by the Alpha. Boo-hoo! I'll raise the baby on my own. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, um, okay. I'll... Okay, first off, I have to say, if you're a fan of all that, I ain't knocking it. I'm just saying that the ones that I've kind of seen recently are not not up to par. Anyway. So. Go for it. What you going to say? Okay, so then if there's, like, um, this whole, like, um, subgroup of the gays who fetishize werewolves, are there also a group that fetishize the Wendigo? And the uh, Loop Guru. You know what? I promise you, whatever freaking weird-ass monster or just Transformer or whatever else that's out there yeah. that you can think of, mostly, maybe not dung beetles, but <laughs> there's going to be some middle American housewife oh, that I... has written a, a gay romance about it. Ah, and again, I'm, I'm not knocking them either. Yeah, yeah. And, and has anybody else noticed that a lot of gay romance is written by women? Or is that just me? Oh, no. 90%, about 90% of the uh, MM romances that are, are written and released uh, are heterosexual married women. But what's their drive? They couldn't get published elsewhere. No, um, honestly... <laughs> I guess maybe I don't know. Maybe they just want men to suffer the way they have. Um, I I don't. I'm sure that I don't. I don't know. I can't. I guess I can't really give you a definitive answer. All I can tell you though is that the reason, even though some people, well, some gay guys now are like, this is this is cultural misappropriation. The fact is, is that gay romance would pretty much right now uh, well and in a few a few years ago have been nothing if it were not for these women writers who just for some reason whatever their their motivation or their goal you know for it they stepped in they made the that genre alive and thrive and so even though sometimes you know it's like I'm sorry, but I still think that there is a difference a lot of times from the the female writer perspective of gay and the gay male writer perspective of gay. I'm very thankful that 
that they did that. Well, I'm just, and and I don't want to, and I don't think that they should be knocked for it. Well, I'm just curious if there is a, a sexual excitement to it for them. Oh, because I think, think about yeah. you know, think about straight men mm-hmm. and their desire to like you know write lesbian you know stories, write mm-hmm. um, you know lesbian films, you mm-hmm. know uh, be you know lesbian porn, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not you know. And we know the lesbians <laughs> that the straight men typically portray. It's the lipstick lesbians. <laughs> so, and I'm assuming that I haven't read much of the uh, straight, straight woman written gay erotica or mm-hmm, romance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could imagine that the majority of their men must be very masculine as well. Because... If you're going with the straight man, the straight man, you know, always he doesn't portray the butch in any of his um, the butch lesbian. Mm-hmm. He portrays the soft, you know, uh, make made up, you know, pretty hair, big big titties. Basically, and, your heter- heteronormative woman. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. in a lesbian scenario. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, from what I have seen of the straight women r- written gay. Uh, erotica porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, gay erotica uh, romance. The covers always portray a very masculine oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I do remember reading one at one point, just flipping through it and, and whatnot. There was a, a slightly, there was the very alpha male, mm-hmm. and there was a softer male who, you mm-hmm. know, of course, was a florist or some god, you know, <laughs> something, you know what I mean? Very, yeah. very yeah. T- stereotypical. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm just curious how that plays out, and if there's any kind of like physical like excitement for them, if it twiddles their bean. Oh, I I definitely think so, but I I think that <clears throat> I think that if you really want to get into some of the psychology of it, I think that it's a way for them to experience uh, sexuality with males and male characters that is safe for them because they have control. Uh, but th- it's a mixed bag. There are, across the board, there's, you know, manly men in in the couple. There's a male and a more femme. And then the others will be like, you know, hey, let's try two femmes. And, uh-huh. you know, just one of them happens to top. Uh, so it's very all over the board. And, mm. and the thing is, is the, they do, they're, they're fine. You know, I think that there is a slight element, especially to the erotica, that when you are a man who has sex with other men, and you write erotica, there is kind of more of a connection when you're a male reader reading it. But one of the things that you also have to remember with the male-male romance and erotic genre books is that 90% of them are written by women and 90% of them are read by women. Mm. Straight women are also the biggest consumers of MM erotica. In fact, my books that I write, the romance and the erotica, are predominantly reviewed and and read by women, straight women. Mm. So, you know... I just wonder what the takeaway is, though. Hmm. Well, maybe that's something that we can ask a few of them and see what they had to say about it. But I do know that 
you know, some some people that have been a huge, huge help to me when I started writing have been, you know, women that are uh, erotica writers and stuff that are in the know, and, and they're great. They're absolutely great. And so I don't like when they get knocked just because they're straight women writing a genre. I mean, that's like saying that, you know, you can't, you, you can't write a book about being in England because you're not English or something. It's, but, uh, I mean... If yes. I was to write a book about people of color, I wouldn't have a proper uh, frame of reference. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to, you know, really speak to their experience. Right. I, mean, I could, like, I could hear from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, one of our friends, you know, and be like, you know, they could, you know, tell us about, you know, their families, you know, uh, getting here from Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, I would just be relaying that story. I wouldn't be actually having the, the all the the finesse and, and the, the nuances, nuances yeah. of, of their experience. No, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And that's one of the arguments from some gay men who don't like that women are, are writing gay Oh, I think they can do it. Just don't expect me to read it. Well, but I'm saying that there's a lot of guys that, that feel the same way. They're oh. like, I'm not going to read books by women writing on the gay male experience because oh. you don't know. You don't know, you know. But I also think that that is a short-sighted view of that. I mean, if I write a heterosexual book about heterosexuals, I'm not heterosexual, but I'm not misappropriating their culture. I'm writing a book. Yeah, but but I do get what you're saying. But if you're like, if I were to write a book with black characters in it, Mm -hmm. I would not. That book, from my standpoint, I would not write a book that really spoke to the black experience. Okay, it would be character. It would be a book with black characters that were the predominant. But there are things that I would have to like ask my friends or something about Mm -hmm. if I were going to do that. But I wouldn't try to recreate the black experience because. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I mean, it's like it's uh, how could you? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, tons of research and having to rely on friends because there's some things that I just am not going to have experienced. Well, that's like growing up. I mean, I remember growing up, and you know, we had Rite Aids. It's a pharmacy. It's you know, one of those like you know, I every area has their their own, but yeah. ours is called Rite Aid, and um, hmm. right. it, it, it's a you know, um, you go in there, get your band aids and your you know your your pharmacy stuff. And, you know, maybe a snack, you know, and maybe your cosmetics. Anyways, but um, growing up, you know, I remember, you know, walking through Rite Aids and not being watched. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, seeing anybody yeah. that was not like me, you know, watching. Because, you know, <laughs> I don't, you newer uh, gentlemen um, probably haven't seen this quite as quite as often. But gr- growing up in this area, we had, you know, uh, inventory control people. That looked like your everyday oh, Joe yeah, Blow yeah, yeah. Um, shopping, and yeah. you could. They felt comfortable to like you know reveal themselves to me only in the way of you know they would like you know be standing next to me and then all of a sudden kind of duck down and start watching somebody you know. Um, and I would always notice there would be a person of color primarily, you know. Yeah, I, I actually I grew up with somebody who ended up working at one of those chain uh-huh. stores and did that. Uh-huh. And they did that. And I was appalled that they fucking uh-huh. did that. So, I mean, I'm just saying that um, we would know, we would understand it from that aspect. Right. We wouldn't understand what it's like to be, like, you know, watched like a hawk. Like, every fucking thing you do when you walk uh-huh. into a place, exactly. you're fucking being watched because, uh-huh. and, you know, yeah. Like, walk, yeah. It, just, just 
figuring out which band aids you want. You know what I mean? Right. Do I want you know a little pony or, or right? You and know, and but GI Joe, you know. Uh, and and in that perspective, that's one of the arguments that is being used mm-hmm. for saying that women shouldn't write gay men's books. But there's a big part of me that disagrees. Well, so, I mean, you know what? I'm first I mean, books. what about what about actor? If you take that argument, what about actors who think only trans people should play trans roles? Yes, there has to be trans representation. Yes, we need more roles that are actually acted out by trans actors. But when you have Eddie Redmayne, who's apologizing for doing the Danish woman, because, you know, ten years later, or however many years later it was, five years later, whatever, he's now being, you know, singled out as a horrible person for ever having played a transgender mm. person. It's like, that film would never have been made, mm, if you know. You had, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I hate to say that, but it's true. But then you have to take that into, now. then they're saying that only gay actors should play gay roles. Well, then gay actors shouldn't play straight roles. Mm. Only straight people should be straight roles. Well, that's not right, because then you're stopping me from, you know. So well, and, there, you know, there comes a point when we have to have that discussion, and I'll get along, but, you know. Yeah. Well, along the same vein. Yes. You know, Anne Rice died. Now that, oh. Well, Anne Rice was one of the first books that I read. So in high school, we were given a list of like you know mm-hmm. classics to read, mm-hmm. and I was very underwhelmed. And I went to my teacher and I said, "Hey, is there like any other books that may not be on this list?" <laughs> and she's like, "You know," she pretty much said, uh, "How how progressive are your parents?" I'm like, "Oh, they they don't give a rat's tail." <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Well, here's the other list," and one of them was Interview with a Vampire. Oh, and being a young gay kid, still <clears throat> trying to figure out my stuff, and you know, reading Interview with the Vampire, I was like, "Holy crap!" And so for like the next like decade, I read everything that came out by Anne Rice, and of mm. course, she always had, you know, a gay character or you know, bisexual themed you know mm-hmm. um, events and you know um, things of that sort. So it was really awesome, and thank you, Anne Rice, um, and. Uh, um, my heart goes out to Chris and mm-hmm. Christopher Rice, who is also a writer as mm-hmm. well. That's her uh, Anne Rice's son. Um, but yeah, she died yesterday. Anne Rice did. Yeah. So, um, and she went through all kinds of periods, but she was always, you know, a friend to the LGBT. Yeah. Oh, so. absolutely. And well, her son's gay. Uh-huh. Openly, yep. openly gay. I guess I should openly say. homosexual. Yeah. But uh, her work is immortal. You keep saying that, and I'm not understanding what that means. Because she wrote vampires. Immortal vampires. Her work is is immortal. So it's true because she wrote, you know, that is going to live forever. I mean, that is, every things that she wrote are part of our culture to people who don't even know her name yet, Mm. you know, like kids that they know Lestat and and, and everything like that. So, but. Also, a little pun that her work was immortal. Ah. Vampires. Yeah. Well, yeah, but she also did a series on, on the gods, too. So she did The Mummies of Egypt, and then um, um, she also did Men Mock the Devil. And, you know, so so she most of her characters were... Immortal. Know, immortal. Like her work. Aww. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, but uh, that, that. Anyways, we went off on a tangent, folks. We went off on a huge tangent that we didn't even expect to go off on. Yes, he popped my literary cherry. 
<laughs> and that's the name of his new book, Literary, Literary Cherry. It's a book about a librarian in the Omegaverse <laughs> who ends up having sex with a, an alpha and then... And also a book elf. Shopping. <laughs> <laughs> book elf, uh, what, which one is that? Oh, you watched that elf's series? Elf series? I did. Um, so, um, Norwegian. It, well, actually, it's not Norwegian. Really? It was as bland was and... The Danish or Finnish? Oh. The Danish was so Swedish, I couldn't finish it. Anyways, I really enjoyed it, but then again, I enjoy the works of my people. My Scandinavian brothers and sisters. Yes. Ones um, that leave you feeling like, oh my god. And it was her fault. It was her fault. It was her fault. Yes. Yes. So. Although, I had somebody else say that it was the old woman's fault. Well, technically, I mean, you could really strip it down. Yeah, it was their society that created the problem. Yeah. So. But at the same time, spoiler it was alert. Her fault. Anyway, no, actually, there's nothing really spoilers in there because you learn all that within the first twenty minutes. So yeah, but you're spoiling that first anyway, twenty minutes. Biosh. So go watch Elves if you so desire. It's a short watch. It's like uh, the whole series is a length of the movie. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like five episodes, and they're all like forty yeah. minutes long. Yep, it was six episodes. I don't good because that way the pain was over quickly. The pain. Anyway. All right. Well, before we go on too much longer, uh, we want to remind you... Uh, Not that for Patreon, very much longer. Oh. That Patreon offers a way for listeners to support creators like us. Oh. And receive and rewards. And receive rewards. Not open to the general public, like dirty audio clips. Patreon-only videos. Vintage podcast archive access. If Matthew makes that any longer, I swear to God. Naughty photos of Ouija and Matt. And more. <laughs> if you want to become a patron for the sh- of the show for as little as $1 a month, just go over to patreon.com backslash BGSS. And remember, we, we don't thank, show up on the app. We want to thank our current patrons and our newest patrons, Troy, QQ, and Randy. Yep. Randy. I like the name Randy because it rhymes with so much. I do too, and especially Man Candy. if you're in, in Britain, uh, Randy is a... Uh, Randy. I'm feeling a little Randy today. Oh, uh-huh. hi. And it's just a little Randy? Brunhilde, let's go You ever feel to... a big Randy? <laughs> Actually, I have. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, and, and Mike, I'm still, I'm still very uh, flattered that you called. Mike. Yes, very, very I'm, much I'm so. just so in awe that somebody called. What else and, are you working on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what are you wearing when you're driving, though? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Are you twiddling? Are you twiddling your, your, your peen? Because I need to hear that. Because there's nothing I love more, because I used to travel a lot for work, and there was nothing I love more than just, like, you know, kind of edging myself while I'm driving. Yeah, Be very yeah. careful when you do that, people. We don't endorse that here. Well, show. wear baggy sweats, and then you Frickin don't have to pop it, you know. and twiddling the peen. Yeah. Twiddle your peen while you're, you're mm. traveling with me. Well, we want to welcome our new Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit followers. We see you. Matthew sees you. I hear him. <laughs> I hear you in the bushes. Pervert. And, yeah. And also, um, huge thanks to our Desert Heat, mag- to Desert Heat magazine. Which will give you the heat. It, oh, it will, especially this you, you, you episode. You will be twiddling your peen, and you will be driving. And go check them out and download a free copy of uh, DesertHeatMagazine.com. 
enjoy their cover spread entitled Good Buddies, which uh, is featuring models Chip and Alan. And, uh, they Chip are, and Dale. They are good buddies. Chip and Dale. Okay. Um, also, there's a, a beautiful spread, literally, and that's it right there, of Zack Snow. That, wow. Okay. Taken by one of uh, our that's... favorite big gay sexy photographers, Taylor Imagined. Not just Taylor Imaged. No. Thank Taylor you for bringing Imagined. that up every episode. <laughs> like, I love it. if I don't do it, here comes the. Oh. Goodness. Oh, your oh. laughter! My laughter is often. Oh, we often. spend our days like bright and shiny new peas. Okay, so um, well, we did all that. So let's go ahead and get into some of our our feedback here, starting our with bre- Brandon. I, we need to change that to breed back. Breed back. Yeah. All right, just for you. All right, breed back. Breed back. Breed back. B R standing for Big Red. All right, starting with Brayden, who says, listening to the new pod, new episode. Oh, hold on. It's uh, Brandon. God. You said Brayden. Okay, it's Brandon. I'm right. sorry, Brayden. It says Brandon. I'm sorry, Brandon. I said <laughs> Brayden. Anyway. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm sorry about that. Okay, listening to the new episode, and I appreciate the shout-out. Figured I would send some messages to say thanks, but I don't know how to share pics via Patreon. <laughs> Oh, sure, picks any time. And apparently, uh, something seemed to find uh, the Twitter. Oh, can't I guess can't seem to find the Twitter? Well, I'm an idiot. Hot? No, you're not. You listen to us. You are brilliant, <laughs> sir. So, so, so you might be questionable, but yeah, not an idiot. <laughs> Loving the show. Let me know how I can share some things, and I need to leave some fun voicemail soon. Yes, please. You will make Ouija come if you leave. Yes, voicemail. I love voicemail. As soon as he heard Mike's while we were here, he had to run into the bathroom and take care of business. Yeah, I didn't. I, um, I didn't even wait until I got to the bathroom to drop the pants. No, it's true. I have to clean my tree off later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh, he's got some tinsel yeah. now, but that tinsel looks uh, like broken. Ropey, stringy. Ropey. He used to get on me for using that as a term. And yet, I've seen it recently, like, I don't know how many times. Anyway, um, but yes, thank you, uh, Brandon. And you can send us an email at show at com, and anything that you send us like that will be kept private unless you tell us to share it on Twitter or something like uh, that. Oh, it'll be kept private for my privates. Uh, yeah, right. Like it little is. Okay, so, hey, Weej, how yeah. was your Thanksgiving? I was fine. Same all. Yeah? Family stuff. Mm, kind, of, kind of the same here. It was a little slow. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot going on. I mean, we're still in the time of pandemic, so, of course, you know, things are kind of limited. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they were having, like, a special at the local Sack Buddies, but mm-hmm. I thought it was still a little too soon. Sack yeah. Buddies is our... Um, it's always too soon for Sack Buddies. Uh, uh, Sack Buddies is our, our local, um, uh, I want to say... Uh, not exactly bathhouse, but... Yeah, it's not really a bathhouse, but you, you drop really your clothes in the locker and you club, walk around and... But you can do bean. things there. It's kind of like a back alley. Uh, no, it's like, a, it's like an inside outside alley. That's right. <laughs> yeah, up your back door. Uh, yeah, mine mine was okay. Um, so one thing I did want to bring up, yeah. <clears throat> and this is this is a little piece of advice for those of you who like to 
record yourself gooning or whatever and then put it up online. Um, first off, please keep doing it. Uh, but uh-huh. second off, if you make jerk videos, um, and and this may this applies across the board, even though I'm specifically going to say older people. Huh. Older people. That's... And only because of what I'm going to say next. Oh. Don't leave pictures of your grandkids and and your family adventures in the camera range because while grandpa is wearing a hood and wanking one out your entire family is all around you in photos and um waving and smiling we're gonna know who you are or at least they might as somebody says hey i saw you in this video the other day what video? I, well, it was actually a video of your dad, I'm thinking. Mm. Oh, my God, little Susie was in porn. And so, <laughs> you know, anyway, but it is a little like, oh, well, you know what? If you're going to cover your own face, maybe you should cover your family's, too. Ah. So, Or maybe, yeah, maybe wherever you goon, maybe not have family photos right there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that that's the basic thing. And so, actually, it can apply to everyone, you know what, especially if you're going to anonymously be out there. Maybe you shouldn't have your wedding photo in the background. Just thinking. Uh, well, it's just like, an idea. It's like on uh, Twitter. Every now and then you like see like a really hot guy like standing naked in his kitchen with his like you know, boner in his hand and whatnot, mm-hmm. right next to like the high chair, <laughs> the high chair. It's like oh, well. that's yeah, not it's not sexy. <laughs> that's not sexy at all. It's it's the it, it is kind of like uh, the ones where the guys are in full leather and. You know, they've got, like, a butt plug-in, and they're all chained up and everything, uh-huh. and they're in the country kitchen design wear. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yep. you know, everything with the frill- frilly curtains and, uh-huh. the, you know, the gingham everywhere. Yeah, like, the, oh, no, The, t- the T-set collection hanging above, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't need to see you tied and chained in your grandma's kitchen. That's so. right. And that's like myself. I, what I've noticed is, like, you know, I'll take, like, be like, damn, Big Red, you're looking good today. <laughs> I'd all be snapping a picture, and then there's like a freaking dog food bowl or freaking dog toy, <laughs> or I'm the like, dog, oh, dog looking up like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, Is that my business. new toy? <laughs> no, sir, it's not. You just move along. Uh-huh. Yeah, boner killer. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. Uh, also, I was looking up uh, some different little genres this morning to try to... And I, I came across somebody that had a big old gut. Big old gut. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm in the mood for a little uh, impreg porn, which is basically, you know, how they get that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, yeah, man, is there shit out there for impreg stuff. Mm. And, you know, it's not necessarily one of my fetishes, but every once in a while I'm like... You know, uh, open to seeing somebody getting fucked and being all like, you know, well, I, the, the little story that gets attached to it, like, oh, you know, oh, he was going to ruin my career, but he wasn't taking no for an answer. Please don't come in me, sir. I'm not ready to have a family yet. That type of weird no, shit. Right. You know, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that could be kind of hot, right? Um, yeah, just the the one account that's actually pretty good at that hasn't posted in months. And everything else is just this weird-ass tentacle birth worms giving just, uh, or, you know, like, uh, anyway, just not, not. And so many artists that are into that. And I, I think that they've got talent, but I don't want to see 
drawn worms coming out of things. Hmm. Oh, they were so... Their stomach was so huge, they were going to burst. And then the worms started pouring out. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Go to the doctor! Take a pill! <laughs> it's just not my, not my bag. You know, if it's yours, you know, not knocking you. Just not mine. All right. And, well, I, I, to kind of go off of that a little segue, uh-huh. um, I just want to make a complaint. Uh-oh. So, like, I've noticed on Twitter lately, uh-huh. a lot of really hot buff guys wearing shirts to say dad bod. I just want to say, stop it. Stop it. Uh-huh. You ain't got a dad bod. Yeah. Let me give you the definition of dad bod. Here it goes. Dad bod is a slang term in popular culture referring to a body shape, particular to middle-aged men. The phrase has been adopted in U.S. culture to refer to an average guy who doesn't have a lean, fit physique. So all you muscle heads that are out there, you know, at the gym or on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, shirts say a dad bod, and even if you are slightly out of shape but you have big old muscles, guess what? Stop it. Stop it now. Absolutely, because let me tell you, dad bod can be just as fucking sexy. Oh, amen, but uh, yeah. my, my ty- what I'm tired of is, you know, the muscle heads that are just like, oh, I'm in, I'm not in great shape. Oh. You are, bitch. Whatever. Calm oh, down. so you're talking to yourself, then? I'm talking to myself. Yeah. I'm talking to the rest of them. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. You are completely on point there, sir. Yep. About time. Yeah. I know it is. Uh, hey, uh, also, uh, if you want to look at someone cute, and the reason I uh, point him out is because he likes... Dad bod and beyond. That's right. He actually likes big bears and big chubby guys. Uh, Tom Goss, the singer, just released his uh, new Christmas single, and uh, it's cute. The song is very good. The video is kind of cute, see, and but he's cute, so I forgive him. Uh, <laughs> but no, actually, it's a very, it's very cool. So if you want to just have a few minutes of aw, go check it out. Aw, yeah. What do you think about what was Ghostbusters? The name of it? Uh, it's called What's Christmas Without You. Oh, what is Christmas Without Me? Nothing. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I know very well who you are. I know your deepest secrets. You sure do. <laughs> Alright, um, well, okay, so before we get into another, uh, breed back, uh, what were your thoughts on Ghostbusters? You no, know, I really And the main it. reason I ask is uh, because... Paul Rudd, Aww. the sexiest man in Dad Bod Land, was in it. Oh. I, don't, I don't think you can call him Dad Bod though. He's like in that the, movie he had. Oh, Bod. actually, yeah, yeah. In that movie he did. Yeah, he wasn't Ant Man ready. Oh, he was. Oh. He was adorable though. He was yeah. completely adorable. I don't know how that man does it, but yeah, he's in his fifties and still is gorgeous. Yep, yep. Not saying the guys that are in their fifties are not normally. He's gorgeous, the same but. age as Wolfer Brimley was when he did Cocoon. Yep, that's and true. Half our yeah. listeners, anyone under thirty, is like, "What's Cocoon?" Look up Cocoon. Who's Wilford Brimley? And uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even know if I'd want to see Cocoon at this point. And be like, "Damn, that's age. That's I an aged ass movie." Right. I remember seeing that in the movie theater. I was like a little tiny kid, and I was watching it at the state movie theater. It's called State. The movie theater was called State. Uh-huh. Anyways, but um, the state <laughs> theater. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I was a tiny kid. I didn't really fully grasp the idea until later. Somebody had to explain to me the Cocoon mm-hmm. that part. Uh, well, you know, the thing that got me was uh, I thought, man, they're so old. And now that I'm, you know, not that many years from uh-huh. where they were, but, well, the actors were. Because mm-hmm. who, what they were, perf- you know, 
the age that they were projecting was mm. much older than the actors were themselves. Yeah, yeah. The, the, ultimately, the commentary here is that when we were growing up, men that were in their fifties looked like they were in their seventies. Yeah, they, they they dressed very um, not very body. Um, they didn't. They didn't uh, show off the goods. Yeah, they didn't show off the goods. They usually, um, they dress like Poindexter. Exactly. They usually like had big blousey uh, mm-hmm. button ups and and uh, yeah, they let their gray just go grizzly and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hot. And I mean, so, no. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, there's a place for that, but I mean, I'm just saying that we're all aging differently nowadays, right? So, but yeah, Ghostbusters was awesome. Yeah, go I, see I really it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, especially if you like the first ones, you'll love this. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't what I what I was happy about mm. is that they didn't go full corn. Because I'm sorry, the original Ghostbusters to me were so corny that even when I was a kid, I was like, really. See, I really liked the first one, but the second one, I I agree with you. It was a little too like, mm. okay. Yeah, they got real corn. Yeah. So, oh, studio dog is outside, deciding to just bark up the neighborhood. Oh no! I'm sorry. Let's re. Let's. Oh look, our pups are out. <laughs> Who uh, let the dogs out? No, our our puppy play. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Gilf pup. Gilf pup. <laughs> That's funny right there. All right, hey Troy writes in and uh, says, <clears throat> "This is a hi long, guys. It's a long one. Very excited to find your podcast. Love it. The work you do is important." For destigmatizing sex and promoting a sex positive attitude. Kudos to you. It is brave to be so open, not only about sex, but your own sexual habits and preferences. So good job. Loving the cock talk. Keep that up. But I am going to need you to talk more about Matt's meat. Yes. You had me at leaky, and then you said girthy. Didn't uh. peg you for a tease. I'd be happy to put on a strip tease for you and get those juices flowing. I am a whore for pre-com. Mm. I have yet to listen to 2021 shows, so maybe I will get what I want soon. Would love to hang with you, Ouija. And by hang, I mean in your sling. Ooh. I'll even wash your truck first. Oh, please, thank you. <laughs> Not sure how great I look in a jockstrap. But I'll do anything for a good cause. Yeah. Looking forward to listening for more shows and wanking to all the porn suggestions. Excellent. Thank you, Troy. Thank you. you can wash my truck anytime. And With yes, your penis. And wash my truck, then my penis, and let me sit back in a lawn chair, enjoy a beer while you mm-hmm. wash my truck in a shock strap. It is a dream of mine. <laughs> dream that is yet to be fulfilled. That is true. That is very true. Well... Christmas is coming, so I'll <laughs> try to find a job track big enough. No, <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah, uh, that I don't need. Oh, on, people. Hey, now, Your friends, really? Oh, so you know what? Speaking of what? that, let's let's skip uh, uh, over to our listener questions here, which Uh-oh. also come from Troy. Troy. And so on the show that we joke that sister means too ugly to fuck, but Troy says. Have you ever heard of Sister Season? No. What is that? Okay, so he tells us. I heard it when I lived in Key West, which is a play Aww. that you were in. Aww. In case you don't know what it refers to, it's when it's 
uh, to the summer when all the tourists have gone home and there's no one left to fuck but your sisters. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sister, of course, being a gay term for friend. Uh, Key West is south, but not in the south. I know you know what sister means gay-wise. I just had to make it clear that Key West is not populated by a bunch of straight sister fuckers. Grosh. <laughs> That's awesome, Troy. Yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Sister season. That actually makes sense. It's yeah. actually our city. That's pretty much what that is, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we don't all even have year long. It's just always sister season. Yeah, pretty much all their gay guys <laughs> are like lesbians cluster fucking. So. Yeah. Not not knocking. We're all the we're all uh, you know one degree separation from each other. So true. So very very true. That is very very true. Okay. So hey, we have just enough time to do one more, and then we're going to save the okay. the rest for the next show. So yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do the the listener question here. All right. Okay. okay. So remember that Stan stands for our you know somebody that uh, wants to be anonymous. And uh, Stan the man. Yeah. It's most of my sexual experiences are with Stan. Well, yeah, because they don't want you to find them <laughs> afterward. Anonymous. Ah. Uh, right, hey, Ouija and Matt, please don't use my name. I saw your post about holiday topics and have a sort of question for you. And also a confession. Uh-oh. My family, yeah. My family does the big get-togethers for the holidays, but I haven't gone to any of them since I left home when I was 20. Mm. Uh, This is because, and I will try to keep it short for you, when I was still at home, my younger half-brother came out as gay, and one night I made him give me head. He didn't want to, and I won't make excuses. The truth is I wouldn't take no for an answer. After that, we had nothing to do with each other. Last night after... Last year. La- oh, sorry. Last year after a night of drinking, my friend who was sober drove me home. We got into my apartment and he forced himself on me. My roommate came home and I yelled to her to help and he panicked and left. I felt... I feel so betrayed and so unable to trust anyone after that. And I kept thinking of what I had done years ago and wondering if my brother felt the same way. And I realized I did, and realizing I did to him almost the same thing that he experienced made me feel like absolute shit. And I like to, and like I deserved what happened to me, like karma. I want to apologize to my brother, but I am scared. Should I go to this year's Christmas party at home and try to talk to him? I don't know how he could ever forgive me, but I want him to know how sorry I am. Ah. Okay, so I know I've had a little bit, since I read this earlier, had a little chance to think on it. My advice, honestly, would be to try to talk to him about it before Mm. that. Because if he's not receptive, you don't want to ambush him at the big holiday Christmas party and be all like, hey, sorry for that time that I did that. Um, yeah, that's... so. But I would definitely say yes, talk to him, apologize, and, and see if he's open to, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But don't do it, like, at the party or, or, you know, try to do it beforehand so you know what you're walking into if you do go home. Yeah, don't text it. 
call him. Right. Oh yeah. More importantly, call. So I mean, if you know it's a big, you know, big item, folks, you know, make sure you call. <laughs> Don't text. Right. Um, people need to hear the sincerity in your voice, and that doesn't translate in, in text form. So you do what you can to, you know, have moments like this, at least on the phone. I mean, I probably, I mean, maybe if everything's fine and they're okay, then you can turn it to a FaceTime and, you know, have a little bit more of a sincere, you know, discussion. Um, but you're never going to know. And you're always going to leave that bad blood hanging in the air if you don't, you know, go ahead and take this moment and, especially with the holiday season, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just having that time to kind of heal and, and figure out, you know, what the transgression may have, you know, um, done to this individual and uh, to better understand what and how you can better yourself so that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. So. So, yeah. And I'm really sorry it happened to you, but um, actually it was maybe a, you know, good. Well, well not a good thing, but it, it and, and you deserve, you. Yeah, you're trying Karma, to do what's right. No, you you didn't deserve that, and your brother didn't deserve that, and so I hope that healing can take place. And thanks for being real with us. Yeah, so and, let's do this. Yeah. And please talk to somebody and get some help for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just take a moment to to stop the cycle of violence. Silence. Yeah. The cycle of violence. And even though he may have said that like this, he means it. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. Seriously. Sorry, I'm... Yeah. No, no, but I'm, for... I mean, yeah. I don't want you to think that he's... Oh, no. No. Yeah, very serious. A, a very serious subject. Okay. So... Um, now that we brought it down. I know, right. So we're actually hitting our mark where uh, we're going to start wrapping up the show. Um, I know that you had some Mary Fuck Kills. We have some other stuff that we can save for our second holiday show. Yeah. But, uh, this is uh, holiday one, and we'll have yeah. a holiday two. I know, and it'll be much better audio than our, our last episode was. Uh-oh, what happened? Well, that's the one we recorded on the way back from San Francisco oh, and the audio was awful. problems. That, and, and we were tired. Yeah. I was cranky. You were tired. I needed a nappy. You were super cranky, and you were a big old cunt. Matthew had a and horrible set of questions. wonderful, and I was perfect, and he was a bitch. He usually and is, folks. I, I can't help it. I am the nice one, up. and he is. Well, the mean one, Mr. Grinch. That's true. That's so true. Anyway, so uh, did you want to go ahead and just wrap up this? Let's wrap it, okay. even though I don't believe in wrapping it up. Well, we do. I do want to give <laughs> shout-outs to Alex uh, and... Alex! Um, and Braxton, and we, do, we will um, definitely get to your questions on the next episode. Which is coming out soon. Yes. So, in the meantime, would you like to read the word from our sponsor? Yes. Currently, LGBTQ people of color in America have a disproportionately high rate of new HIV infections. Golden Rule Services of Sacramento, along with the HIV Community Planning Council, want you to know about an important tool in preventing you from contracting HIV. Pre-exposure, prophylaxis, or PrEP is a medication that has proven to be 99% effective in preventing HIV infection. If you think PrEP may be right for you, visit your local sexual health clinic. If you reside in Sacramento County, California, contact Golden Rule Services at sacgrs.org to get started on protecting your sexual health. 
Yes, and we want to thank them very much for being a sponsor and for all the great work they do. They were able to help me to diagnose somebody else that had stage 2 syphilis Mm. because I have been involved with them so long that uh, I knew what to look for. But we probably should say that too. Um, Hey gang, you know, syphilis is out there. Get yourself tested. Yeah. It is the season. Siffy loves Christmas. Big time. Loves giving. Big time. Loves giving it to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be a trifecta. Don't get the chlamydias and the gonos and the siffies. Yeah, because there really is no award except uh, several big shots of... Right in your butt. In the butt, yeah. In the butt. And a lot of people like big shots in the butt. And I frankly like those people that like big shots in the butt. But you don't want this (laughs) shot in your butt. Well, yeah, you also don't want uh, uh, penicillin in your... Oh, I get it. You weren't talking about yourself. I was talking about penises. Okay. Penises in your butt. Yeah. Well, anyway. But anyways, folks, I still think that, you know, we all need to get tested. And we need to make sure that we test regularly. Yes. So that way I can go around fucking, you know, well, sluts. And that's and the thing is not that, a you know, this came from some, this came from a, play, uh, a, you know, two people who mess around with each other and who have when an open. When two people like each other. Exactly. And they also had an open relationship. Oh. Uh-huh. But the the one had, you know, like had syphilis stage two. And even though they mess around together, the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, they were not they didn't know what it was because usually when it's something like that it transmits and the, both of them would get it the drippies or whatever there was none of that so well syphilis is the the uh, purple canker yeah so, well there wasn't any of that it just went right into basically the rash stage so if you have like an unexplained rash on like the soles of your feet and on your hands. And you're like, oh my god, maybe I have COVID because there's such a thing as COVID rash. Um, no, those are say those are signs for stage two syphilis. So yeah, get yourself and checked. You won't always see the stage one. So right. the, the purple canker. Um, you know, several people I've known um, didn't weren't aware. I mean, there was one guy I was with um, yeah. a while back, and I'm like, you have a purple like sore in your butt cheek. Mm. They're like, really? I do because he could. I mean, how? You, unless you're squatting over a mirror all the time, how are you gonna know how your butt, you know, yeah. butthole's looking? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you're not always gonna know that you have it mm. per se. Um. So well, you know, and you can get it in your throat and not realize it. Matthew has it in his throat right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> take it out, please. It's a purple canker. No, but and and not only that, but. Uh, Another thing is when you go when you go and you get your STD test, try to find a clinic that does three point testing, and that is when they test your your mouth and your th- slash throat, and they test your genitals and they te- they test your asshole, your anus. They'll do an anal swab. Well, you'll do the anal swab. No, usually. they do the anal swab. Trust so, uh, me. It depends because I my, one well, of the clinics my, that I go to they give it to you and tell you to shove it up your hoozy. Yeah. I don't know, because now, because I, I had the most uncomfortable experience years ago, and uh, this little tiny Asian lady come in, and she was tiny, she was super tiny, and mm-hmm. she comes in, she's like, drop your pants, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> why? She, she's like, I need to swab your butthole, and I'm like, what the frick? She said butthole? Uh, well, she said, you know, I need to swab. You need to do an anal swab. Exactly. You great big... I know, and I was like, oh no, I fi- I'm finally with a woman, and I'm naked, and <laughs> this is how it goes down. She's going to peg me with a swab. She's probably like, 
going home going, oh, I saw the hottest guy today. You will not even believe what I saw. I just pegged him. And unfortunately, I, I had to see his swab. asshole. <laughs> I pegged it him with a swab. It was so huge. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was anyway, a gaper. Yeah. No, but anyways, they had to swab everything. And, they, and you, you definitely don't want them like, you know, Matthew's talking about the three point. Three point's not fun, so don't it's, do it. It's not, but it is a one-stop shop, and you will know you don't have to worry about anything afterwards. Well, and the bad thing about it is that the, the two times that my, my doctor's are like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you the three-point. Neither time was I, like, you know, positive. And I was like, God bless America. At least I should, Yeah, but you know. there are some people, and we know who, who uh-huh. have done the three-point and found out everything had everything. Exactly. So, trust me. I'm just saying that getting that stuff shoved everywhere is yeah. not fun. You don't need it. Right. But... But anyway. We all need it. We all need to check that stuff. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. All right. Send us a... Go over to BigGaySexShow.com. Leave us a comment. Where are send you? Send your feedback to BigGaySexShow. Send your feedback to show at BigGaySexShow.com. Give us a call at... And I love calls. Hi, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. You've made my Christmas season. Call, give us a call at 408 692 48 once again, 408-692-4827. Join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bgss. Follow us on Twitter, not safe for work, hmm. at Matt Ouija. Yeah, that's very not safe for work. Follow us on Instagram at Big Gay Sex Show. And of course, you can read us on Reddit at r slash Big Gay Sex Show. And you can go over to allmylinks.com slash and you can find all the links right there. So. And might I say that today I'm wearing my nasty pig hat. And I never feel more sexy than when I'm in my nasty pig hat. And But let me tell you, though, so um, some a leather friend of ours um, mm-hmm. saw a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that you were into... Um, leather fisting or something like that and I'm like what? <laughs> and apparently yeah. the charcoal gray and the red piping mm-hmm. means that I'm into like leather fisting or something like that. I'm like god bless America. Like, yeah. I can't even get my hankies right. No. But the hat hat looks adorable and I think that people recognize it just as the nasty pig. So I'm hoping that unless you're a hardcore leather fister you're yeah. not like looking at me to like leather fist you. Yeah. Not that I have a problem with fisting you but I really would rather you know um uh, I would rather you put my penis. penis in you. You know, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, pe- a penetrative penis. Well, not that, but also one of your your uh, your former uh, <laughs> your exes uh, commented on the going nice hat uh, dot 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 uh, like mm. well nasty pig and see I will bitch I'm gonna bitch about this uh oh because nasty pig you know Blink-blink. their hats are affordable the rest is not. So, oh, that's you know, true. and the, the funny thing about Nasty Pig, too, is that, um, you know, half the people I know that wear Nasty Pig are the most vanilla people I've ever met in my life. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't know that that's the right, you know, uh, you know, look for I'm, you. Cause, I'm the Nasty Pig. Uh, I'm a Nasty Pig because I want to, like, get naked with you, and then we're going to, like, stroke one out together. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, yeah, that's hardcore. Uh, yeah, then I would be buying the hat. Yes, I am a Nasty Pig. We're just going to stroke <laughs> one another, sir. Well, then you need to start a clothing line called Nasty Gooner. Actually, I still want <laughs> to do that T-shirt, um, but... 
<laughs> you need to get a cap. I need to to get a caption on it or get up. What do you call it? It's yeah, don't put it out there because then people. Will steal I'm not. It. I'm not. I'm. I. But you know, if I if I get uh, I get that uh, out there, I'll definitely hit you up and you know, I'll buy a copy. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, that's okay. That's the clothing line we're going to start, people. We're going to have a knockoff brand of Nasty Pig, and it's going to be called Dirty Gooner. <laughs> <laughs> they might, they it, might come for us, and not my, in the fun way. But you it'll know, be my, for my vanilla friends, yeah, my friends are all like, "Oh no, I just like to get naked with a guy and then masturbate together." Mm. I'm like, "Oh wow, I did that in high school." Uh, yeah. <laughs> high school, <laughs> and still once in a while it's fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, just like put on some porn and oh, no, you know, I mean, goon together. But yeah. I mean, there's a thing for that. But but to wear a nasty pig and then be all proud of your nasty pig and then never have like done anything nasty, nasty. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, but you know what? Actually, maybe maybe what, what, uh, what? nasty pigs should have like a subcategory called vanilla pig. I would like that would be very cool. There's nothing wrong with that because I tell you, even though vanilla gets a bad rap, uh, you can be it can be fucking hot if you paint it. Yeah, all those women writers that write the gay stuff. Oh yeah, they're totally like, yeah. But that's not vanilla. And I will say that I have there are a couple straight female erotica writers that write gay stuff that are just dirty, and I'm like. Damn, game! You make a gay man blush. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> thanks so much for cry. for joining us. We will be back for our second holiday show in just a week or so. And okay. Anyway, <laughs> oh man, he ruined the effect. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, happy holidays, folks. We will catch you soon. You will. Oh, well, I'll catch you soon. Oh, actually, yeah. Matthew will catch you with his mouth. I'll catch your backside. And you'll probably catch something from Egypt <laughs> as well. All right, bye. Later. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.